During the last many, many years that I have been working with hundreds of women to build their businesses, chase their dreams, accomplish their goals, I have said it's a marathon, not a sprint, literally more times than I can count. But today on the Weekly Walk podcast, Eric and I are going to explore the moments and the times when a sprint can catapult you towards your dreams, show you what you're made of, and prove exactly how much you can accomplish in a tight and limited period of time. So if you're interested in exploring the power of the sprint, lace up your sneakers and let's get going. Hey, Joyce, let's go. What? what? Let, hurry up. What? Hurry, let's hurry. Why? I'm not in a rush. This podcast is all about life being a sprint. Life. <laughs> we got to sprint through it. This is our 30-minute podcast. It's going to take 10 minutes. <laughs> life is not a sprint. Life's a sprint. That's what you said. That's what you said we're doing the podcast on today. So I'm sprinting through it. I think you missed the point. Did I? I think so. <laughs> Okay, what's the point? Life is not a sprint. Life is to be savored. Don't rush through your life. Life is a marathon. Let's do our 30-minute podcast in an hour. I really <laughs> I really think you're oversimplifying the message just a bit. Okay, so we've all heard life's a marathon, not a sprint. Like every analogy is all about how it's a marathon whatever you're doing it's a marathon it's uh, forget it being we've all heard it i have said it i i can't even count the number of times i have said that to women that i have coached and counseled who are building their own business i've said it to people who are on a health and wellness journey I, it comes up in so many walk and talks with guests it's a marathon, not a sprint. You build anything of value one brick at a time. And what is it you say? Consistency beats, what is it? Motivation? No. No. I thought there's an expression that you use around the idea that consistency is everything. It's not about doing as much as you can. It's about being consistent in your practice. Yes, that's what I say. <laughs> but, but I don't know the expression you're referring to. But you do say that a lot. You believe that, right? Uh, absolutely. And then there's the whole 1% better every day and compounding and all that type of stuff, right? You have talked so much about the power of compounding. So, uh, yes. Actually, I interviewed, uh, this really does come up on Walk and Talks all the time, but I interviewed, I remember a specific conversation I had with a woman who was really working to change her health and wellness uh, sort of status. And she over and over again made all these commitments to a yoga practice. I'm going to practice yoga for 30 minutes a day. And this went on for years until she finally said, I'm going to do one downward dog every day. And that's what finally changed it because it was the day she realized that it's a marathon, not a sprint. Right. And 
if you do a downward dog for one day, you're not going to notice any difference. And if you do a downward dog for 10 days, you won't notice any difference. But if you do one for 30 or 365 or 1,000, you will start to notice a difference. It's also how those little practices build. So it's not just that she did one downward dog every day for a year. It's that once she created that habit, once she felt success around that, she was able to build on that. Yes. That was a metaphor. What was a metaphor? The downward dog? No, no, that was a fact. That's how she started. <laughs> okay. So, but... Do we need to define our terms? <laughs> I think we that do. That would take a whole podcast. I think we do a little bit, only because I was uh, thinking about what exactly is a sprint. But we'll get to that in a, in a moment. So it's a marathon, not a sprint. And that's the end of this podcast because we're going to talk about the power of sprinting. But I think, I we've think we've just talked about the power of marathoning. Yeah, I think I think we've convinced ourselves that marathoning is everything and sprinting is silly. All right. Well, one of the things that you have been teaching me lately, I've taught you something. Yes. And one thing. <laughs> Twenty-five years, I've taught you one thing. I'm really proud. Actually, you haven't taught me one thing because <laughs> what you've taught me is you, you've made me aware, just mindful of the fact that two things can be true at the same time. Oh, that is just my favorite, my favorite lesson to myself of the past year. Yeah. And that's rubbing off on me. Surprise, surprise. So. So how two, long until you claim it as your own idea? Three, two, one. <laughs> I had this amazing idea. So in that vein... Two things can be true. Life is a marathon. Our fitness journey is a marathon. Business is relationships. a marathon. Relationships. Raising kids. Raising kids might be the ultimate marathon. <laughs> Dog ownership. All also of these things are marathons. But th at times, there is value in sprinting. These two things can be true. Love that. And I actually love to sprint. I love a sprint. You do? I do. You know, maybe you didn't know, but my dad was a very accomplished sprinter in his day. I have seen the medals <laughs> and heard the stories. Many medals, many stories. So I kind of feel like sprinting is in my blood a little bit. Well, it's in your blood. Our son was a sprinter, too. Our son was. He was one of those kids when he ran track in high school. Very little training, very little anything. He just like went up to the starting line and ran really flipping fast. We we were running a few years ago and he could not run for a distance to save his life. He would, it was like he was dying. His he limbs could do it. Were, it. This was all in his head, I'm oh, sure. Oh yeah, his limbs would flail. <laughs> and one time we went out for like a three mile run and he's huffing and puffing and arms are flailing and all this stuff. And I'm like, all right, now I got him. And I said, let's sprint to the finish, like the last 50 yards. And it's like I was still running a marathon and he was shot out of a cannon. <laughs> there's, there's power in sprinting. And we're not talking about sprinting as far as running necessarily. This conversation is merely running sprinting as a metaphor for other kinds of sprints. Yeah, so in tech, the tech people plan out generally, I think, two-week sprints, or at least that's been my experience. Well, that's the phrase they use. I don't remember who coined it, but somebody in the sort of tech agile planning 
development started this concept of these two-week sprints and it just sort of took off. So now you really do see it in the literature kind of all over the place. Yeah, because I, I guess when it comes to building a website or building a tech platform, you don't want it to be a marathon. <laughs> you need to get stuff done. So I guess in the global sense, it is a marathon, but it's a marathon built on sprints. Ooh, is life a marathon built on sprints? Doesn't have to be. I, I don't think so. I think life is a marathon interspersed with sprints. If you if you choose that, you know, the tortoise, he never sprinted and he still won. So you don't have to sprint. You don't have to sprint. But I think for the vast majority of us, there are times in our life when we've sprinted. And I suppose there are two elements of that. There is the element of there are times in our lives when we have no choice but to sprint, when things conspire to force us to sprint. But sometimes we can just choose a sprint. Yeah, I'm sort of thinking about my nephew, who's, who's awesome. He's super, super accomplished and very uh, talented, just great guy. But it, his schooling marathon, I think has been interspersed with a lot of all-night sprints, shall we Oh, really? Say. I didn't yeah, know I've, that. I've heard that from my sister, yeah. <laughs> so I think, as I say, I think there are two ways sprints can come into our lives. Maybe three. Actually, all right, you ready? There are three ways sprints can come into our life. Hit me. Way number one is sometimes things conspire and you are forced to accomplish a lot in a short period of time because the universe just made it that way. Option number two is you can choose a sprint, which is, I think, what we're going to talk about most of today. Option three is I think you can unconsciously choose a sprint. And in that context, I'm shouting out to all of the procrastinators out there who procrastinate a project until they are forced to sprint, which is... Okay, I suppose. But I think it's a little bit better if you choose your sprints. It feels better if you choose a sprint than if you're forced to sprint. I would definitely agree with that. Sprinting by choice is a... <laughs> so getting back to the metaphor, sprinting by choice is going to a race. Sprinting by whatever is when a tiger jumps out of the woods. <laughs> Well, okay. I suppose it, that's a good point. Like, it's good to know you can sprint. And that actually leads right into the reasons why I think it's awesome to sometimes choose to sprint. Again, not, not be forced to sprint, but to choose to sprint, partly because you flex your sprinting muscle. And I don't mean you're being chased by a tiger muscle. I mean showing yourself, proving to yourself how much you can accomplish in a compressed period of time, like proving to yourself, how hard can you go? So can you think of a time when you've done that or a meaningful time? Uh, no, but I will. Okay. I've got one. Okay. So about 10 years ago, we moved, we bought a very little house and we had to do an addition on it. it the house that we bought Suffice to say that my mother shed real tears saying, <laughs> I can't believe my children are going to live here. Words that she has taken back. So we added on to the house 
and we took the washer dryer out of the living room because we decided that well it makes a lot of sense for your washer dryer to be in the middle of your living room we preferred it elsewhere yeah and the shag green carpet out of the living room as well gone and the then we had a choice which bathroom do we get rid of first the chocolate brown or the pea green agreed i think we went for the pea green went first yeah so anywho we were here i guess over the summer and we had to be in and living in it by the end of the year that is that is not what happened we had to be in the new part in the new part but we were living in it during the construction correct we were living in it during the construction we had to be in the new part so uh, because when we were living in it during the construction uh, when you and I would lay our mattress on the floor of the living room at night, you could literally see the stars through the hole in the roof. So we had to be in by winter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that was a, really, I think the, the roof came off in like October 1st and we were in by the end of the year. I mean, we, it was all closed in and all that, but we were living in the new park by the end of the year and three months of just, I mean, practically six to nine months worth of construction. That was a full-on sprint. And honestly, nobody nobody said it could be done. <laughs> oh, yeah. People, people were... People were like, no way. <laughs> and that, that power to show yourself what it is you can accomplish when you really set your mind to it. So that's a that was a three or four month sprint. I sometimes will do a three hour sprint. I will do a work sprint. I will challenge myself to see how much I can get accomplished. I, I think even people who do Sunday meal planning and Sunday food prep that to me is a little bit of a sprint. Those are the people, and I wish I was one of them, but I'm not, who carve out a couple of hours on their Sunday afternoon and they prepare most of their food for the week. They plan it, they prepare it. So which which part of that is the sprint? Is the actual planning, is that the, the sprinting period? Planning is not sprinting. Doing is sprinting. So, now, now I need my Yoda ears. <laughs> So the planning part is not the sprint, but the doing over the course of the week is the sprint. No. Which part is the sprint? Oh my gosh. You don't plan your, that's what you're, that's what you're misunderstanding. People who do Sunday meal prep, that's not Sunday meal planning. They wash, they cut, they dice, they divide up, they make their lunches, they make their salads. They do all of that work in a Sunday afternoon sprint. Got it. It's the prep. I was thinking planning because the idea of actually prepping all my food in one setting is unimaginable. (laughs) And it's not necessarily all of the food, but it is a food preparation sprint on a Sunday afternoon. And many, many people do that. It's a great idea. So let's run through some of the benefits of sprinting, which I've alluded to, but I, I have a few in my mind. Let's just kind of talk about why maybe people want to try this. Yeah, and the first one that you sort of alluded to and I think is really hard high on your list is just to see what you can do when you actually 
focus on something and put it in a sprint. And again, this can be this can be a one hour sprint. It can be a one week sprint. It could probably even be a one month sprint, but of really concentrated effort. Absolutely. You can define the period of time. I like to look at February as a sprint because it's only 28 days. It's the shortest month of the year. So there's kind of a fun challenge in that in my mind to say, okay, how much can I accomplish in this short, gray, cold month? Not to mention there's not that much else to do in February because it's February and it's, for most of us, awful out. So yes, seeing, discovering what you can accomplish. Another thing that's really valuable about a sprint is a sprint requires focus. You can't sprint without real, genuine focus. And that is something that many of us struggle with more over the course of the last few years. The research shows over and over and over again that we are becoming less focused on the task at hand. But one of the spectacular things about a true true sprint is you got to be focused. Yeah, I'm just sort of envisioning like if if you're sprinting, you and using the run metaphor, like you got to go in the right direction. If you're doing a marathon and you get off course a little bit and you get back, it, you know, it's sort of okay. It's not even about, I mean, I'm sure that's true, but going into kind of the mindset, if you're in a marathon, your mind has got to be, unless you're top in the world, right? Unless you're, unless you're one of those. And honestly, for the people who are top in the world, I think they treat marathons like a sprint. Mm, for sure. But for normal people, if you're doing a marathon, you're thinking about a bunch of different things. You're distracting yourself from the pain. You're thinking about the music. You're wondering when the next water stop is. I don't know. I've never run a marathon, but I assume that you're not just laser focused for that entire period of time. But if you are sprinting, you are right there for that whole period of time. Yeah. And if anything, maybe you're thinking about your form, like you're thinking, right. You're thinking about the activity. I don't think you're thinking. I don't, I don't even know that you're thinking about, I think you're just doing, if it's true sprint, you're not thinking about your, you're just doing that's, uh, that's for me. That's what a sprint is. You're just all Yoda today. (laughs) I love a good sprint. Okay. So what are some of the other advantages or positive elements of sprinting in our life? A true sprint gives you a jump start on a goal or a project. It just does. If you do that kind of super focused, very high intensity period of work, it's going to give you a little bit of a jump forward. And that feels really good. I think about my book. If I, when I do a real writing sprint, it becomes sort of less of a slog and all of a sudden feels like, oh, look, I can make some progress. What's the expression? A job begins, a job half done? Something like that? I don't know. I think that's that's what I've heard. What does that mean? It means that if you start something, particularly with a wholehearted effort, like you're halfway there. Like, like that's the hardest part. So if you start something with a sprint, you are going to really make a lot of, make a lot of ground on getting that task accomplished. Well, that's, it's funny you say that because we're going to talk a little bit about some tactics to sprint. And for me, and I can only speak for myself on this, I can't start a project with a sprint. No. No. That's so interesting to think about. 
I cannot start a project with a sprint. You have to, yeah, I can see that. And particularly if we're talking about writing and something more creative, it probably takes, it probably would be hard to start with a sprint. Anything. It's not even, it's not even just that. You think about, let's think about business, right? Let's think about a sprint. We did a sprint last weekend of packing jetty poles because we were incredibly busy. Our warehouse was behind. So what did you and I do? We rolled up our sleeves and we packed jetty poles. And we could only sprint through that if we had a real uh, process and plan in place. Like if we knew exactly, like the first time we went into the warehouse to help with that, like we couldn't have sprinted. We didn't know what the heck we were doing. Mm. There was a lot of, does this work? How do you print this? Where's the tape? <laughs> what goes where? Does the packing slip go inside the box, right? There was all of that that we had to figure out. It seems to me that you have to, and now we're sort of into how to sprint, uh, but you've got to have that process dialed in. You've got to know what you're sprinting on and towards in order to, to effectuate a full sprint. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. So any other benefits you can think of? Well, you can also, assuming things sort of go well and you put your effort into it or however they go, actually, the, I take that back, however things go, if you put full effort into something in a, this can apply to a marathon too, but in a short sprint, in a short period of effort, you can finish that block with the satisfaction of knowing that you've, you've put it out there, you've, you've put out a full effort, you've left nothing on the table. And that's the feeling you get at the end of the sprint, assuming you're willing to take the win. And that requires that you have really given it your full effort. But when you do, that feeling of accomplishment is really, it's really something. And I wonder if people kind of sometimes hold back from that because it gives them I don't know, it's a little bit of psychobabble, right? But it gives them the out of being able to say, well, I didn't give it my all. Oh, that that's one of the key lessons of my life that I've been working on over the last 50 years. <laughs> Doctor is in. <laughs> is what? How would you describe that? Is not using, you know, is putting forth the full effort and not using that. Well, I didn't really try, so it doesn't matter. Excuse so how's it working for you? Uh, when I do it, it works great. <laughs> there are other times not so great. But as I've gotten older, I've gotten much better at that. I mean, the classic example that I think of is auditioning for the senior musical in high school and how I... And let me just stop you for a second because yeah. I, I really do have to take myself back for a moment to high school, Eric who decided to audition for the high school musical? Well, that's the point. Uh, this was the wait, senior musical. Did that, you have to sing? Yes. In the audition? What'd you sing? Uh, happy birthday. That's what everybody sang. Oh. If you weren't a singer. Would you sing it now? No. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I did not get cast in the senior musical. And I sort of took the whole audition as a joke. And what I learned was that the director who like was a contracted guy who 
directed many high school musicals and stuff. Your high school contracted a director for the musical? Buddy Tigello. Wait, I, I'm sorry. Like, they went out and then they paid and they hired a director? Buddy Tigello. That was his name. I don't know if you keep saying Buddy Tigello. I didn't know if that was a joke or... <laughs> That's his name. That was his name. So, yes. And uh, so Buddy would look at the people auditioning and basically talent was half the scale or whatever and or criteria and the effort and attitude that they brought to the audition and I brought let's just say a very immature attitude to, towards the audition and I didn't get cast so yeah I, I mean I fortunately learned that lesson pretty young and then I went out and I'm way on a tangent here and auditioned for summer theater and I did get cast because I put in full effort and had great attitude and I didn't get a big part but I did get cast I had a small part and it was fun I didn't really like it and I don't think I've been in any drama or play or anything since <laughs> so uh, the moral of this story is if you're going to embrace a sprint as a challenge for yourself you're going to discover how hard you can go. And if you are disappointed in what you can accomplish in your sprint, I guess the option then is give up and never sprint again, right? That, that would be the obvious conclusion of that. Well, that's been the theme of our podcast from the start. It's <laughs> <laughs> when things, things don't really go your way, give up, right? <laughs> This is the theme of our lives, too. That, I mean, that would be like a one podcast series. <laughs> well, this didn't go very well. So, anyway, correct. No, not correct. Not correct. Don't give up. Yeah, the opposite of <laughs> Try correct. Again. So, if sprinting is going to challenge you in that way, just consider it a challenge, consider it a benchmark, and know that not every sprint is going to reap the rewards. So how do we set up a sprint? How do we plan for a sprint? How do we implement a sprint and make it, make it so that we're going to achieve as much success as possible in whatever we're trying to do? The first thing to do is define the task of the sprint. And note that I didn't say define the goal because sprints for me, and again, just for me personally, are sort of time-bound and not necessarily goal-bound. So it's not a question of, I am going to write 10 pages. It's more of a, how much? Let me see how much I can get done in this period of time. Like using the CrossFit analogy, so CrossFit defines workouts in lots of different kinds of ways. And a sprint to me is an AMRAP. As many rounds as possible in a set a period of time. How much can I get done in this set period of time? And you got to like go into it with a, I wonder what I can accomplish. So that's first is what is the task and what is the time period? All right. And then... I think that another thing, and we've touched on this, and I think this is pretty apparent, is when you are sprinting, you need to be focused. Whatever the task at hand is, it needs to be somewhat limited in scope and well-defined. For me, that's the single most 
critical criteria of a sprint is that kind of focus for sure. And then there's a fair bit of planning that goes into a sprint. So I'll go back to the Sunday meal prep idea. Your Sunday meal prep sprint is not about sitting down, figuring it out, going to the grocery store. I suppose unless you're going to do that all in one three-hour sprint. But for me, it would be, I have made the plans, I know what I need, and now it's go time. Go time. Make the plans. Do the prep. Are you here? I'm here. I'm here. I'm just, (laughs) I was just thinking about how we need to put some chicken in the crock pot. (laughs) And then, you know, it gets all nice and pulled and soft chicken, and then you can put it in the little containers. So, yeah, I sort of, I went walk about. (laughs) Your whole face glazed over there for a minute. I had no idea where you were going. Um, But before we put out in the world the power of chicken breasts in the crock pot, Every time I do the research anywhere, it says don't ever do that because you're going to die of food poisoning. So I don't know about this chicken in the crock pot thing. Everybody does it, and all of the experts say don't do it. So I may dig deeper into that, but don't take Eric's advice on uh, chicken in the crock pot because if you get food poisoning, don't call us. (laughs) Okay. Because apparently it's a thing. Okay. But I think our crock pot, you see, now I'm really digressing. I think our crock pot gets hot enough if you put it on high that you don't have that problem. I think that's the point of high. We have a thermometer, a meat thermometer. We could just put it in there and be sure that it reaches safe temperature. Correct. We digress. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, and one of the last things around this is being realistic and not being disappointed. Treat your sprint as a challenge to see what you can do don't treat it as a goal that you either accomplish or fail. We can talk about that around goal setting, goals should be measurable, et cetera, et cetera. But for me, a sprint is a challenge. How fast can you go? How much can you do? See what happens. Yeah, and it's about the process, right? And enjoying the process and just putting that that process into, into a sprint and trying to compress it and push out more. But Just seeing what you can do and not worrying about the outcome. The only thing I would take issue with is when you said enjoy the process because I don't think so. No. I think sprints are about pushing past the, oh, it's so fun to do this and really going hard, which that's not always fun. Sometimes that's hard. Sometimes hard work is hard. Yes. Sometimes sprints are hard. But challenging, I don't know, fun at the end. Fun when they're done. Hey, everyone. I want to be sure everyone's aware that I go live every morning except Saturdays at 8 o'clock Eastern on the 99 Walks Facebook page. It's the way I love to start my day in community with this amazing pack. And I share ideas, thought starters, inspiration, stories I've heard, anything that I think will help launch you into your day in the best possible way. I love the feedback. I love starting my day in community with you all with this amazing pack. And I invite you to join me. And of course, if there's anything you'd like to hear, anything you would like me to explore or talk about, just let me know. Because truly, I'm here for you.